Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Birds Brains Podcast. I'm Ken Dunnick, ex-Philadelphia Eagle and Philadelphia Stars tight end, and with me is my partner, Mark Eckel, who covered the team for many years for NJ.com and the Trenton Times. And, Mark, we're going to talk a little bit about a tough loss that the Eagles suffered last Sunday, but we're mostly going to talk about tonight's game. We're recording this on Thursday morning. The Eagles have a Thursday night game against the Giants, and there's some interesting stats associated with Doug Peterson and Thursday night games. But let's go back to last Sunday. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles, again, decimated by injuries. They're playing guys on the offensive line like uh, Jamin Brown, who was actually released this week. You've got Nate Herbig in there. You've got uh, Brett Toth in there. You've got, you've got guys that were really the team was not counting on this year. And they got off to a horrendous start. They were minus yardage, I believe, for their yeah. first six drives with no no first downs. And but they were able to, to come back and make it a competitive game. They lo- lose by two, thirty to twenty eight. Uh, quickly, your, your thoughts on what happened last Sunday and what the Eagles could have done differently to maybe pull out a, a crazy win? Well, start better, uh, obviously. I mean, that game. Was that the I, worst ever? Like the worst start I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like team. it was going. And, and they're playing a good team. Baltimore's a good team. Um, it looked like it was going to be, you know, whatever Baltimore wanted it to be. To what? Yeah. To nothing. I mean, it, it was looked like it was seventeen to nothing, and it wasn't that close. No, Baltimore <laughs> actually could have scored. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it looked like a total blowout. It looked like it was, you know, just going to be one of those games where you just get blown out. Yeah. And Baltimore does that to teams. Baltimore has blown out more than. One one team you know, in the last this year last year they they won a lot of games they blow teams out. I look I'm I'm looking at the game I'm thinking this is going to be like I said forty one to seven or I mean it's going to look, it looked like a total one sided affair. Then mm-hmm. it comes down to a two point conversion. I mean they they come that close to putting the game in in the overtime. Which yeah. I don't know if Baltimore kind of took the foot off the pedal a little too soon, maybe? Well, or? I, don't, I don't think they played particularly well, to be honest with you. They had 132 yards in penalties. penalties. Yes. Le, Le, now, Lamar Jackson did not have a great day throwing the football. Now, he's he's a threat to run, and you've got right. to – I thought the Eagles could have done a better job of spying on him. But, uh, you know, one of their good linebackers? Yeah. <laughs> offensively, you know, the Eagles gained 364 yards against a pretty tough Baltimore yeah. defense. And say what you want to about Carson Wentz. He's a tough cookie, man. I mean, he, oh, was, he got yeah. blasted. I mean, I literally, I have, I cannot remember a quarterback taking as much physical punishment as he did, and he kept battling. And again, that was, I thought it was a very poor call that last two point conversion. If you, yeah. gotta, if you want to run the quarterback option, put Hertz in there. You know, I mean, or uh, or, or send him. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a. And then Doug's, Doug's response, but asked about it, was even worse. Well, that that's concerns me a little bit because if you we, watch we the ran press out of red zone plays, if you if you watch the press conferences, you 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 can tell that he's like he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't have a good attitude, and reporters are there. You know, you covered the team for years. Mm. Reporters are there to ask tough questions. This right. is not a it's not a softball and, fest. And you know? and let me and wait, man, let me say something. From when I started covering a team back in the eighties to now. The questions I've gotten a lot. There's like one or two guys that are oh, tough yeah. now. Well, that's, that's everybody that's, was tough. So that's because the thing is controlled and scripted. Exactly. Yeah. And you have too many. I mean, I don't. I don't want to get. I'm. I'm, I'm going to get off 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 kilter here. But 
it's not what it used to be. That's all I'm going to say. And Doug's been handled pretty, pretty more than fair, and, mm-hmm. and and justifiably so. But he's not the same guy. I I only covered his first year, and they weren't very good. And they weren't supposed to be be very good. But he's not. I I still get the quote sheets every week because I'm still on the email list. Yeah. And I, and I read them, and he's not the same guy at the press conference that he was his first couple of years. He's just not. Yeah. He's I don't know if he like you said if he, if he's tiring of it or. But you're right. He looks. He acts like he he doesn't want to be there. Whereas his first couple of years, he he had fun. Yeah. I think he enjoyed it. You, know, you, you talk about putting Hertz in. He actually sparked the team. Now, Doug was asked why they didn't put him in again in the second half, and he didn't have an answer. But I have the answer, and that is okay. because they only scripted three to five plays for Hertz for the game. Right? right? They weren't anticipating right. having to go to him in that type of a situation in an emergency, he would have been the quarterback, but then he's going to run the game plan. But for the plays that they were comfortable that he knew there was only about three or four or five of them. And they ran them all almost consecutively in the first half. So that's why you don't go back to him. Now getting back to that two point conversion, if you want to run a quarterback option, even though Baltimore knows it's going to come because you've got him in the game, he's, he's a better candidate to do it. But the play was botched from the beginning. You know, the running back and quarterback ran into each other, and it was well yeah. defended. And it just it just wasn't a good play. No, it wasn't. And you know, but again, I, I if you told me at any time during that game that it was going to come down to a two point conversion, I'd no. laugh at you. I, I really. And again, there's no moral victories. I I know mm-hmm. some people have written, oh, the moral no. This isn't JV high school football. This is the NFL. There's no moral victories. There's no right. no medals for trying. You don't. You have to, you win or you lose, and it doesn't matter if you win yeah. by one or you win by 101. It only counts as one win yeah. and one loss. The so those are moral victories. But with that said, Eagles deserve a little bit of credit for not rolling over and getting beat. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this team has a lot of character. You know, and Wentz, woman, and Wentz deserves a lot of credit. He does. He does. I mean, he hung in there. Now, execution wise, the Eagles were bad. Hightower drops that ball yep. wide open. You know, you, as a pro receiver, you got to catch it. Um, Miles Sanders drops a, a for sure yeah. touchdown in the end zone. So those are mistakes that winning teams don't make. And right now the Eagles are making them. And you can say what you want to about the offensive line and once being rushed. But if he throws the ball in that situation on the money, it's up to the receivers to bring it down. Right. And they, right. they just didn't do it. No, well, I, let, no, that was an awful drop. Yeah, and it's really hard. You know, that's a momentum killer when you're starting the game and you, you get a great play call and, and he drops it. It's just it's unfortunate. But let's talk about the Giants. Now, uh, this is a, a great battle in the NFC least, which is uh, how I'm titling this conference now. The Eagles are locked in second place at 1-4-1, and one, which is almost hard to believe. They're only a half a game out of first. And they're only a half a game out of first. They're playing the New York Giants, who are a project. Of course, they got really hurt when Saquon, Saquon yes. Barkley went down early he in the year. Um, they do have who I think is an emerging uh, great receiver in Darius Slayton. If you look at this kid, 16.2 yards per catch, which is kind of crazy. And You know, it's going to be a Darius Slay versus Darius Slayton matchup tonight, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, Daniel, Daniel Jones, they have a, who I think is a, is a pretty good young quarterback. He's actually the leading rusher on the team. That has more to do with uh, him getting flushed out of the pocket with a weak offensive line and a lack of a running back. Uh, Andrew Thomas, their first-round draft choice, is an absolute turnstile on the left side. I think he gives up like 33% pressures uh, in passing situations. So 
Um, the Eagles are entering a game, and, they're, and they have some players back, which we'll talk about. But, you know, even, even with the injuries that the Eagles have suffered, this is a game that they need to win at home. Oh, and they should. Yeah, if they lose this one, uh, then then I don't. It, then the, what they did against Baltimore, what that mean? I mean, yeah. no, you have to beat the. I mean, even if they, even if the Giants had Barkley, if both teams are what at full strength, it, it doesn't matter. The Eagles have to beat the Giants at home. I mean, they I'd say they have to beat them twice, but they really got to beat them at home in a prime time game. And like you said, you you have a pretty good good stat on the Eagles on Thursday nights, right? Yeah, Doug Peterson is five and zero on Thursday night games. Pretty good. Is, I, I think I think uh, the Eagles and the Seahawks are the only undefeated teams on Thursday night. So put that in the meaningless stat category. Well, that, so, no, that's something to hang your hat. I think that is a good stat because uh-huh. Thursday nights nobody likes to play them. There isn't a True. team in the league or a coach in the league that wants to play them. They they hate it. They they really do. Uh, they they kind of like it afterwards because they get the three extra days to prepare for the next team, but they hate having to go there, on, you know, if, especially if you're on the road. And, and Doug is one on the road as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a tough thing to do. And so I'm going to give Doug and his staff credit. I don't give them a lot of credit lately, but I'm going <laughs> to give them credit for being 5-0 and all on Thursday nights because it's a, it's a hard game to prepare yeah. for. You, you know, you only have a couple days – uh, you're, especially if, if you're coming off an emotional game, a lo- either a tough loss or a big win. Either way, it's it's sometimes hard to get the guys back on, on that short of short of time. So to be well, five and zero on Thursday night, that says something. That says something about your about your ability to get a team ready to play. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I wish they would have that that that, that urges on every week when they don't play on Thursday because they haven't come, come out ready to play a couple a, a couple times this, this season. Almost every game they've, they've fallen behind, right? So, yes, it seems that way. So so I can tell you that um, one year uh, the Philadelphia Stars played on a Sunday night. I believe it was out in Oakland. Mm-hmm. We got home on Monday morning. Uh, we slept on the plane. Jim Morris said you have to be in your at your locker at 8 o'clock in the morning, which we thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. And um, you, we ran to work out the soreness on Monday. Um, very light practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. So from a player standpoint, the week is actually easier because you're not doing that much physical activity right. on your on your prep days. You play the game on Thursday, and normally you get a few days off afterwards. So uh, the the player the coaches don't like it because there's less preparation time. But let's talk about the Eagles' injury situation now. We're going to lose Zach Ertz tonight. He's out with an ankle, yeah. expected to be out two three weeks. Uh, Miles Sanders is out with a knee. He's out for this game. They don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, Kayvon Wallace, the special teams uh, standout, is out with a shoulder. He left early in that Baltimore game. Jack Driscoll, who's been filling in for Lane Johnson, is out with an ankle. Luckily, we get Lane Johnson back right. tonight. That's Malik Jack- yeah, Mal- oh, it's huge. I mean, Malik Jackson's out with a quad. Now, Deshaun Jackson uh, comes back tonight. We'll see if he remembers how to play football. It's so long since we've seen him. And well, Avante- he's well-rested. Well He's certainly well-rested, and I hope that hamstring is healthy because if he pulls up again, they ought to take him right to 30th Street Station and give him a train ticket home. Well, you know, uh, what, they do, you know what they do with a horse when a horse pulls up a couple times? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, you can get, probably get in trouble for saying that these days. But Avante just, Maddox. I just mentioned what they do with a horse. That's Avante, Avante Maddox is, is, is back tonight, which is going to help the yes. Eagles secondary. And then Duke Riley, who's a special team standout for the team. So, 
we are getting a few healthy bodies filtering back in, but uh, it, it's another amazing injury-filled season so far. But the key is Carson Wentz is healthy. The guy yes. that's the guy that's never healthy is healthy. Yeah. And I'm going to take you back to when the Andy Reid years, Donovan McNabb years. I, I remember there was a game. I don't remember who it was against, but um, Eagles were banged up. They had a bunch of guys out, just like just kind of similar to now. Maybe not quite as bad, but that, a lot of key players were going to play, especially on, on the offensive side of the ball. And I remember talking to Troy Vincent. We used to talk every Friday. We'd go over to it. It was, it was off the record kind of stuff, but he would just like, we'd talk about the game plan and what they wanted to do. And, and Troy was always very honest with me. And he, you know, he would, some weeks he'd say, oh, we're going to win this game. Don't even worry about it. We, we have them. We, we, we have this team. And other times, he, he would never tell me they're going to lose, but he'd say, this one's going to be tougher. Yeah, yeah. You know, this team does certain things that we're not, you know. So anyway, we're, we're talking that week, and um, I said, man, you guys are so banked up. How, how's it going to, you know, how, how are you going to win this game? And he said, as long as we have number five, we have a chance. Hmm. And, Interesting. And, and, and the Eagles won the game. He said, yeah. you know, it's, it's all about the quarterback. And you I know, think the same, the same thing here. Um, you know, Wentz is healthy. He's starting to play well. He's got. It looks like he has. This, you know what's crazy? Wentz, Wentz plays better with lesser people around. I don't know how that's possible, but he seems to. <laughs> what the, the more they like the, the the deeper they go on the depth chart, it brings out the best in him. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand the, it, but he, it does. Maybe it's a concentration level, and and he's moving a lot. I mean, he's better on the move, and when the production yes. breaks down, he's got to move that. Might have something to do with it, but having Lane Johnson back is real big too. I mean, he's their best offensive lineman, and if, you know they don't win when it seems like whatever he, he he's out, they 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 lose. Whether when he was suspended those those couple times, they didn't win. I mean, he's he's a big kid. He's a, he is a big he's a big body over there too on the right side. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the press conference after the game. Uh, we talked about yeah. Dugs, but Carson once was really impressive. With you know he was upbeat. I mean, he literally, Mark. You know, we we said a little bit at the beginning how beat up he was in that game, but he had a good attitude. He remains positive. He and you know, really, when you look from a leadership standpoint, those are the t- types of guy that will get you through tough situations. And the Eagles are in a tough situation right now. Yeah, I mean, they they are, but if if they're in any other any other di- division, I'd yes. say the season's almost over. It's, it, or it's, it's or it is over. That division's so bad. I, five. They can win that at five, ten, and one. It's isn't, it, isn't it crazy? I mean, that's that's possible. I mean, yes, because <laughs> the, the Cowboys are bad. Yeah. They're all bad. All four of those teams are yeah. bad. Hey, Mark, we're out of time. We'll do it again next time. Thanks for sure. joining us at the Bird Brains. Take care, everybody.